Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr., reporting to you live from the Workhorse HQ in Evans, Washington. I hope that you all are doing well. I hope that this week has been great. I know we're coming out of the holiday. And for many of us, we are just slowly kind of getting back into a rhythm. If that's you, don't worry, you are not alone. Before we get started with today's conversation, as we kick off this new month, I want to do a few things. I want to say thank you to everybody who has shared a post, liked a post, saved a post from anything that was done during Mental Health Awareness Month with the 31 Days of Power series. Thank you all so much. I do not take that for granted. You mean so much to me for that. And it's not just a me thing. It's really more so you sharing things that could potentially help somebody else in their life with where they are, whether now or in the future, or maybe somebody that they're connected to. That being said, let's move right up, right along. I want to say thank you to all of our new listeners for tuning in. Please make this sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And of course, for our returning listeners, my dream team, thank you so much for your continued support. I ask that you continue to share the good word of the Between the Dream podcast. Stay connected with me. Listen, today is a very special day, right? Today is a very, very special day for multiple reasons, right? Today is the start of Men's Health Month. Right, so y'all know I'm about to drop some content and a ton of conversations around that. But beyond that, I have, and I love all my guests, right? So before I, you know, don't, don't, don't shoot, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying, I love all my guests, but the, today's guest, though, I am really, really, really excited about. Um, this is somebody who I've never actually gotten a chance to meet in person, but I feel like I know them in real life. <laughs> and that being said, that I am so excited. He jokingly, well, he says he's serious. He calls me the GOAT, but he's really the GOAT in my eyes. Um, man, listen, I got my brother Aaron Muller with me today. Um, also better known as the Black Therapist on the social media handles. But this dude is a powerhouse, right? You talk about somebody who is an amazing husband, an amazing father, an amazing licensed clinical social worker, um, swagged out to the T because you know he's from New York. So he got to stay with the, hey, he, he stayed with it, right? You never going to catch him lacking. He always got good shoes on, right? And then, of course, too, he is a car aficionado like myself. He is car goals for me personally um, as I am growing up as a, a young lad here in this game trying to figure it out to move from the Hyundai life to the luxury life. And so that being said, I am joined by none other than my good brother, Aaron Muller. Aaron, what's up, bro? Thank you for joining today. What's up, man? Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> thank you for the introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. This long time coming, so thank you so much. Hailing from New York City, the other side of the United yes, States. Yup. Pleasure man, thank to you. be here. Hey, and I'm, it's a pleasure on my end too, bro. So I want to say thank you so much. Man, we got a, a good convo in store today. And it's going to be a quick one too. So I'm excited for you all to hear it. Aaron, before we go ahead and jump into what we're going to be talking about on the Men's Health Month side, man, we're coming out of Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and obviously you, um, as, as this amazing therapist that, I, man, believe it or not, have connected the dots for so many of us in the space, whether we are advocates or for those that are clinicians, professionals, therapists, counselors, man, you have been like a great connector when it comes to bringing a host of people together, right? We can go down the list. We could talk about Paul Bache Williams. We could talk about um, 
our, our brother, uh, God, he was just on my podcast recently too. And I'm looking at his face, Jason. Um, we could talk about our, our brother, Jason, man. We could talk about, um, man, Fonz, the therapist. Like, I feel like if I ever get a follow or somebody to reach out, usually you're the connecting piece, whether it comes from what you share or whatever. And I feel like it's that way for so many, man, like so many Donzel posts, right? There have been so many individuals that I feel like, yo, like you have been the hub to just connect some brothers in the space, man, who care deeply about mental health. What like, I know it's not on purpose because I know this is just you as a person, but man, like with that being said, where did your passion for the field come from? Um, and then like, what, what, what got you into this space? Well, thank you for that. But, um, you know, it's something that I've always um, dealt with for a long time, especially in undergrad, um, feeling very isolated doing, you know, doing my studies um, in social work. I felt like, yo, it's, I'm like, yo, there's no really brothers in this field. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I said, you know, I was looking for a mentor at the time when I was, it just, I really could not connect with other brothers in the field. As we know, it's a woman dominated industry. I've, I've made some great colleagues, um, black women in, in the field that I still speak to this day that I attended Adelphi with. But in terms of the brothers, in terms of like resources and things like that, I've always, I was like, nah, this needs, that's said, this needs to change. I have to do something about it. And I, a lot of things, my brain starts to think when I see an absence of, and that's something um, really um, critical in, in social work in terms of like advocating or being a broker or being an agent, creating things for your, for your, for your client and being a, uh, being a, a, a bridge builder. So, you know, with that, that's why I started black, black male therapists on, on, on Facebook. Um, I have over 800 members in Black Male Therapists, and that that came from, yo, I want to connect with other brothers in the field, and I feel like we need that. So resources, people have created their own little coalitions from it, but it all started from Black Male Therapists. Um, I had no idea that I, I also brought that same energy to Instagram, that kind of just, just doing what I do in terms of, you know, information and resources, so... Yeah, that's what I do. I love that. I love that, man. A visionary in your own right, man. That's so dope. And so for you, did you originally go in studying um, on the side of like uh, psychology or counseling, like when you were in school? Because I know you kind of talked about your own personal, like what was that for you? Yeah, so I originally started out because I wanted to own a car dealership. So I originally was going to school for business, even though you don't need a degree in business. I was like, all right, let me get some, let me get at least have something to hang up hang on the wall in my office and I call dealership. <laughs> so, you know, I started with my associates, but my, my, my plan was I'm going to own a chain of car dealerships because I just love cars and that's what I wanted to do. And then, you know, I got my associates and I went on to do my bachelor's in economics and I'm, I was failing horribly. And instead of uh, going to another school, you know, Manhattan that offered business administration or anything like that, I'm like, my school is close to home. I'm not changing. So I switched to sociology. And wow. that, I, I found that to be uh, enjoyable. And I graduated with uh, my bachelor's in sociology. And, my, you know, my cousin asks, and what do you do? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm a, you know, so I'm going to figure it out. Um, I got the opportunity to uh, become a counselor at a drug treatment program. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's, they call me, would you like to, you know, I knew someone that, you know, worked for the organization and handed my resume and I got a call, you know, would you like to come interview for a drug treatment program? Sure. I had no experience. 
with substances at all. Um, so I did the interview, met with a social worker. She was the director of the program at the time. I got the job and now, you know, now I'm 24 years old and now I have a caseload of 60, 70 uh, clients. Um, and they are various stages of, of, of treatment. There's some that are actively mm -hmm. using heroin and crack cocaine and marijuana and alcohol. And some are in recovery already and just need to maintain abstinence, but they're on methadone. There's a methadone program. Mm -hmm. And I did that for five years. And, you know, my supervisor, a black woman, um, was like, Muller, you need to go back to school. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I said, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good. <laughs> and then, you know, what I asked her, I said, so I said, so how you get a promotion around here? Like, uh, you know, this is nice, but, you know, like that check out of, out of college is like, okay, this bread. is cool. But I'm like, I, I'm like, I need to, she was like, well, you got to go back to school. So I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so I went back, social work. She was like, do, she was like, do social work. I see you. And that was it. I went to Adelphi. Mm. Three wow. part-time and worked and worked a full-time and a part-time job and was and and graduated. Man, did all that just to get that bread. That's <laughs> that was a story, you know, but and it, but while I'm doing the work, I'm like, wow, really understanding um co-occurring disorders right so you know we have a lot of folks that are you know may have a, a this mental health disorder but it also have a substance abuse disorder and it was very interesting to see the correlation between the two and mm -hmm. going back really helped me to understand deeper and and the work that I was doing coincide with the trainings I was getting at work while I was and then the stuff I was doing in school the coursework at school like it was, it really wasn't difficult because I was doing the work, you know, I was doing the work already, you know? So whether it be, you know, facilitating groups, I was doing that, you know, at work. And then I had to take a, a class on facilitating groups. So it's like, I'm doing it. I literally did it at work yeah. and I'm, I'm going to school to do it. So while I had some of my colleagues who were, they were this first year or no experience um, with direct care, I was actually doing direct counseling already. So I did the coursework. The coursework wasn't difficult at all. The papers was. I'm not a paper person, but um, in social work, there's a lot of writing papers, a lot mm -hmm. of writing papers, which, you know, you come to find out it's very important when you have to write psychosocials, like a whole, you know, it's very important that you have strong writing skills. Um, so it, it was helpful. I don't regret any part of my journey. That's dope, though, man. I love it. I love it, man. And I love how it's man, it's really come together for you, man. Like just on so many levels, right? Like I remember, and I know we've been following each other on social media now for, I would say three to four years. Yeah. I know it was before COVID, right? And so that being said, just to kind of see, man, the rooms that, that you've been in, the things that you do, right? One thing I didn't mention to y'all listening in was that, you know, my boy out here, you know, he counseling celebrities, right? You you look up on TV, <laughs> I look up on Blanking New York. I'm like, that's my dog. <laughs> but like, I mean, and then the features and all of this, man, it's opened so many doors for you. And what you what you stated earlier, you know, being a you know a, a woman led industry, right? But to see these amazing, beautiful black faces of men who are coming into the space and like, yo, like, no, here's our voice, and, and our voice is heavily needed, man. So it's 
it's great to see you in that, man. And, and thanks for sharing that too. I think that, um, you know, everybody has a unique story and what you kind of put out there. I think it'll be beneficial for somebody who's listening. Definitely. We talk about the writing aspect, like, you know, even kind of having to like come to grips with like areas that you like, yo, this ain't my strong suit. This ain't really what I'm, you know, but right. to be able to do it. I mean, that's phenomenal, bro. That's phenomenal. Well, man, I want to go ahead and jump into our convo today, right? We're coming out of Mental Health Awareness Month, and now we boom, right into June, Men's Health Month, right? And so, yes. so with this, man, um, got you on as the first guest for the month of June, and I'm excited um, just for our talk. But with this, man, real simple stuff today. I, I know that um, for me, when I think about men's health, I break it down usually into five spaces, right? So obviously, we got the mental, we have the physical, we have the spiritual, Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I would obviously, you know, mind and emotions, right? So some people are like, oh, the emotional, but then the financial too, right? Right. And it's funny because as I as I put those five out, man, I feel like you are a phenomenal example of, and I know none of us are perfect, but you, you do a great job of mastering those realms, right? You 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 really, you, I can tell you've put in the work, right? You got those people that you see and you know, like, oh, like they look good, but like knowing them behind closed doors, you're like, yeah, they probably ain't that. You know, right. but you really do such a phenomenal job with it, man. And so in this, I just want to talk real quick around this idea of when it comes to us as men and being able to get better with our health in every realm, mm-hmm. what has worked for you? Like what what has helped to set you on the path to not just talk it, but to live it, right? Like motivation from family, children, just it's something there in you that I think people can can really lean lean in and learn from. Oh, well, well, thank you for that. I'm definitely a work in progress, certainly hard on myself a lot. Um, definitely areas I can definitely improve. But one thing I really try to do is at least be a good person. And with that, that's how I operate. And I'm, I'm a definitely firm believer. I, I'm, I'm, you know, that God is ahead of my life and definitely orders my footsteps. And I feel like I'm certainly covered by by him um and all that i do so i'm very you know grateful you know for all that i've been blessed with so with that i just try to be thoughtful as much as i can in every aspect um of what i do in in a way mm-hmm. and and so, sometimes it may be a little bit harmful because i could be so hard on myself sometimes in terms of expectations mm-hmm. um and you know my own expectations, and sometimes people may not require that. Um, I'm very aware of, of it, though, so I try to give myself grace as well. Um, also, um, also say when like I can't do something or I'm not able to, or not right now, and really like apply the skills that I tell my clients about. Also apply them to myself. So and say like, it's okay, you can do it tomorrow. Literally tell myself, you can't fit that in today. As I told you before, uh, before we got on, all that I did, because um, yeah. I didn't want to disappoint, like I had to do this and I had to do that, and, I had to, you know, and it worked out, but sometimes it's like at the detriment of like my anxiety or just, right. like, just running myself ragged. Um, so then, there, you know, the moments where I push myself, I, I like, okay, now I'm gonna get this done and get this done and get this done. And, but it also, um, say, you know what, it's okay. You didn't do it and you can try it tomorrow. So it's really about, um, navigating 
and, and, and being okay with that, and, you know, trying to balance out. And to say balance is not always going to be perfection, but definitely mm-hmm. try to have my hand in as many areas as I can to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do. And that's kind of how I operate. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that, man. That, that's great. Um, as a follow-up question, I love the idea of being a good person, right? And of course, you do a lot of good work for a lot of people. Um, but I know that the passion and the heart comes from somewhere behind that. I love that you talked about showing yourself grace too, because I mean, so it's crazy. We're recording this on May 31st, but you know, the last day of the 31 days of power book, I titled it grace, pace, and power. And so this idea of like showing ourselves grace, um, you like me, um, I'm my own worst enemy, man. I, I am my hardest critic. I will beat myself up. And, and, and to that point too, the people pleasing piece has been something that I've all like actively tried to work, work to be better in because of the fact that it was something that I dealt with literally since childhood. Right. Um, and I think a lot of it kind of came from being like namesake of my father early on, like being his namesake and always wanting to make sure he was pleased and approved. And it kind of just, it started this spiral bro, that just kind of went nuts. Um, and so I appreciate you, you for saying that, um, man, what would you say would be a way that men, and I don't want to just generalize it to black men, but men in general, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I I noticed that, you know, obviously we carry a ton of pride. We carry a ton of ego. Um, we want to be strong. We don't want to seem weak. We don't want to seem like we don't have it together. What would you encourage for men when it comes to ways that they can get past that wall and learn to show themselves grace because i think for a lot of them they don't even think about the word grace or the idea that's for women no men don't need grace what would you encourage when it comes to men being able to i think one embark upon grace but then also to to embrace grace within their own lives for the sake of their better self i would say definitely for forming a community you know, mm. I think that was one of the biggest things that helped with, with that is building a community where, you know, you don't have to show when you're perfect and that, you know, you see that your, your, your homie is, is dealing with something and you're dealing with something and can just be real with each other as opposed to putting up this front that uh, you have it all together. You know, I think, you know, we're dealing with, I think there's something that men deal with through like faking the funk. You know, and yeah. I feel like that's yeah. far, that's far, that that's more, you know, harmful and treacherous, like just faking like you, you, you got it all together when you really yeah. don't. That, that, that is a, a real difficult place to be in. And then things is falling apart all around you. And then you don't know where to begin as opposed to saying, you know what, pause it for a moment. And then also doing a self inventory, like we talked about those dimensions, like, how do you feel about those areas of your life? Where it needs improvement? Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid to kind of write them down. Like scan, do a, a, do a self-scan and right. see, you know, what needs to work on, what areas, and then start writing yourself small goals to move towards that. I love that. So when it comes to the community aspect that you mentioned, I love that. Uh, question, follow up on that. Would you encourage brothers like just men to just dive in when it comes to because a lot of guys might be like, well, I don't know how to ask for help or right. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like with the encouragement, then be just like, yo, just like dive in and ask or like for somebody who struggles and has that wall, what would you tell them? 
I, I would def, definitely that would take time. You know, you're definitely not just going to go in with anybody because it's definitely um, trust has to be there. But I really think it's one like if you have a homeboy or, or somebody that you really trust and 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 have a you know y'all, y'all go to games together, y'all play together, y'all work out together. It's like take it to the next like next level in terms of like conversation about you know different things and you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. see how the receptive they are to it. Um, because I believe brothers want to talk. I mean, I know the ones that I do, you know, definitely once they fit that trust is there, definitely want to have conversations and stuff like that. But it's like one person needs to like, like step, you know, kind of step out on faith and just do it. Right. They're like, oh man, I've been dying for you to ask me that, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes <laughs> there's one person to kind of just take, take the risk. But you know, we, we we need that 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 community. You know, in terms of like some social, but like yo, you you deal with you know, you would be surprised how many men deal with body dysmorphia. Oh, hello. I was doing. I was doing. I was. I was. I was reading because I really wanted to make a post. I don't know if you did, but I really wanted to make a post on the stats of men with body dysmorphia, and I didn't really find like I wanted to make a graphic. I think that's something I really want to still want to do. Yeah, but. A lot of black men, I'm sorry, black men, a lot of men deal with body dysmorphia. Just and for those who don't know, it's just just like critiquing your body, it's not good enough, you know, whether it be working out excessively or you know, do you know, constantly trying to work out or you know, just just not not pleased with it. Um, and just have this kind of vision and, and idea that you, you know you look hideous or horrible and things like that. And, and who, who would know that men feel that way? Because we've equated that with a, a woman trait. And I really would love to, you know, especially during this men's health month, is just, let's just rem- not think about that this is a woman's trait or that this is, that you, you know, worried about your weight is not, or just... Just, just if you want to focus on your health, that's very important. That's very important, mm-hmm. and it's not a woman's thing or a man's thing. It's just an important thing to do. Right. That's so real, man. Yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see that put in action, bro. I think it's phenomenal. A lot of people don't know this about me, but that's actually something that, and I'm better with it now. But man, huge dealing of my like early weight loss process, man. I dealt with bulimia for the first seven years of of my weight loss process. And during that time, like I I was, I was literally hating myself because in my mind, I'm like, I was like, oh no, like this is women, women are supposed to deal with, like, this is what women go through. Right. Right. Like, and obviously thinking that something is wrong with me, it was interesting though, when I moved up to Seattle um, at the top of 2017, um, man, you know, I didn't realize how big the bodybuilding culture is out here. And that being said, just being around a host of bodybuilders, I got a chance to see that between anorexia and bulimia, um, eating disorders was not just something that we've seen from ballerinas or women trying to lose weight because they were picked on in high school by their peers or maybe heard things said, excuse me, said and done. But this was a real thing. Like I'm watching like full blown men as bodybuilders who are trying to keep the weight off in the off season. So they eat and then they binge or I mean, they eat and purge, they eat and purge. like, and I was just like, wow, like it opened my mind up to so much. And then I know that the, the, the actual term body dysphoria has, has kind of had more of a like 
bright light on it over the last two to three years where people are like talking about it from a public standpoint and not just the professionals who've been able to diagnose it. And uh, man, but you're absolutely right. And I've had to catch myself, bro. I've had to catch myself a lot, literally, where the first thing I'll say, like in a conversation with a friend is like, oh, I'm fat or you know, man, I'm 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 a pass on this because clearly I got too much going on. Like you, you know how it is. Just, right, just saying those saying those comments. We, yeah. And, and so, man, to even hear you say that is freeing. Um, just because I think that, you know, like you said, a lot of a lot of men deal with it, and and people don't even realize it. Men don't even realize it. No, they don't. And and right, we restricted to just you know, just, just women or just, and we have to be informed that men deal with it too. And like you said, sometimes we don't even realize it um what we're saying and and how that can that can be it so definitely just watch um watching how you feel and what you say about yourself and that's all for mm-hmm. from for men's health month just you know black men you know we deal with blood pressure and, and i you know definitely correlate it to whether it be you know stress level in your life what are you eating um just you you know being more mindful using mindfulness being more mindful about what we eat being mindful about our stress level and just our overall lifestyle you know you know just being a black man in this country this you know how much we deal with um this is once we go outside our home um so i feel like it's super important that we mindful about what we consume what we eat what we watch all of those things because it definitely affects affects us big facts I love that you stated that, man. And you said something that really just brought a thought to me that I think I want to dive deeper into as I go throughout this month. But this idea that, you know, when we talk about struggles in general, right, no matter what it is, um, you know, I think breaking the barriers around um, the social norms as to who's supposed to struggle with what gender wise, you know, but this idea that for the most part, obviously, I think that organs might be different between men and women, but for the most part, you know, when you talk about a good chunk and a good majority of struggles in life in general, like we 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 all can fall victim to them depending on where we are within our our space and our realm. So I appreciate you for sharing that, man. That, that was solid. Um, man, as we get ready to start wrapping here in a few, um, I just want to kind of throw this last piece out at you. Um, as a as a husband and a father, I know we got a lot of men that listen in as a husband, a father, and a professional. Um, if you could give, you know, some solid advice just from your heart around, like, how do you find your balance with it all, right? Because you do a lot. And I mean, you do a lot, man. And, and, and but what I love about you, man, because so people don't know this, but, you know, we'll have like random texts throughout the week where Aaron will te- check in on me or vice versa. I feel like there have been a, a good, healthy amount of times where when we're chatting, like you're actually in a space in a position to where you're not necessarily moving but you found a, a moment to relax so like when i hit you was it yesterday we was talking my man was like i'm eating a sandwich watching naked and afraid right now just right. chilling yes. that was great i love it how how have you been intentional around creating all of that while having all of these responsibilities that mean so much to you yeah so again uh, you know I'll go back to the the balance and it doesn't and that there's some sacrifice that you know I'm I, has that comes into it too my definitely my wife mm. is very supportive so there's a, a number of moving parts you know you know definitely support from my wife we work together kind of having like a structure in the home as well in terms of like right now the kids are having dinner so mm-hmm. you know it's seven o'clock 
So they kind of know what to expect. So the kids are in bed by like nine, nine-ish because they get up a little bit later. So then I know yeah. her and I have that time to talk, um, when, you know, in the evening and I have like downtime, I could just chill at that point. But definitely when I, from the time I come home, sometimes, you know, I don't take off my jacket. I just come right in, sweep outside. Like I like my yard to look a certain way. So this certain, I'm taking out the garbage. Like I kind of get into go mode and then I chill, but that's how I operate. So everybody's different. Cause I don't like things looming over me. I know some people want to come home, unwind, and then they yeah, get up yeah. and do stuff. For me, it wouldn't get done. So I really, I feel like it's really knowing. <laughs> no, yeah, it wouldn't. If I'm sit, if I sit down, I'm not getting back up. So That's I really idea. try to. I come in like you really know. Need to know how you operate and how you work. Um, and I talk about that with some of my male clients all the time, especially dealing with navigating, doing things around the house, and helping helping their partner and stuff like that. I'm like, really look at know yourself. If you know that you need to come home, you need to chill, you need to have your cigar. If you know what you need to do to support your partner and, and help with the responsibilities and stuff like that, it's like kind of knock it out. And that's and that's kind of been my that's kind of been my mantra, whether it be schoolwork since I was a little kid. Knock it out, then it's my free time. I love free time. I love and I don't know, I don't want nobody movement. Like, don't say nothing to me. I'm done. <laughs> the kitchen is closed. Cause I grew up with a closed kitchen. Like when it's like everybody in bed, kitchen's Same. closed. Same. That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My grandmother, you know, my parents from the island, so I grew up with, you know, with that. So it's really about doing, doing what I need to do, knocking things out. If I don't get to it, I get to it the next day. But it's kind of structure and order. Um, that's how I work best in terms of getting stuff done and, and, and knock it out. Now, I'm missing the gym aspect because I'm doing so much. And it's something I want to get, you know, in all transparency, I want to get back into just finding the time and it could probably could be time. I don't want to work at home straight up. I don't want to work at home. I want to go to the gym. So full transparency I, I, is not all the way perfect because that's the aspect that I'm truly missing out on, but I'm trying to find a way when the time comes, I know that I'll be able to fit it in, but I do have to replace it and, and find some ways to navigate that. Um, yeah. You know, be, being a school social worker, I'm, as I'll have 20 more days and then I'll be out for the summer. So I'm saying, yeah, so two months, two months, I'll be out. So I'm saying definitely, then I can definitely um, get it in because then I'm I'm not going, you know, doing the nine to five thing. So that's what I said, that's where sacrifice comes in. So I'm not able to, you know, and I keep it real, like I'm not able to to do that right now because it just doesn't fit with the family dynamic because I'm going to miss out whether it be, it just doesn't work. The gym is, is, is by my crib, but it just doesn't work for me to get there with clients and kid responsibilities and no, things that like that. So much sense. But, that you know what so I'm saying? But I, I mitigate that by watching what I eat. So I'm doing like better with my eating. Um, so it's not so it's not completely out of control. So like I said, it's just finding, it's give and take. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, yeah, it's not perfection. Price. It's not perfection, but I try to just try to make it do until I can do better. I love that, man. Thank you for sharing that, too. I think that that's like wildly important um, when you talk about just finding the balance, because like on the flip side, I'm the other way, which I'm getting better at now, like watching what I eat. Like, I, I'm like, I can work out all day, but I was like, I got to be able to curb what I'm putting in my mouth. Too. So, <laughs> you know what? It's a it's a daily it's a daily balance, man. Peace. And I think that that's important, man. So thank you for sharing that. All right, bro. <clears throat> Excuse me. I almost lost my voice for a second there. Um, man, we, we, we coming down the stretch now. Quick hitters, man. 
first thing that come to your mind, just shoot it at me. Um, man, uh, what are you currently watching right now? What am I watching right now? Sheesh. Um, when I am watching TV, you know what, re- what really intrigues me? Like I said, I was watching Naked and Afraid because it's just the like there's no amenities, nothing, and just watching <laughs> people watching people how to survive. And and um, yeah. it, it it the show intrigues me in in a very interesting way how people um just have to make it you know yeah. so i don't know why i'm so attracted to that show but anytime it's on my wife and i we're watching it just like how people you know persevere i love that that's dope that's dope um man uh what music you listening to like what show like and it, it can be artists or like a particular song man it's it's across the globe man i'm i'm definitely uh you know i'm a 90s 2000 um would be R&B, Jamaican, um, you know, music. So that's that's where uh, that's where I'm at. The, I, I don't know any songs of today. Um, no. So no, not really, not many. My, my wife, she likes. My wife, she loves like trap music and and music of today. Like I don't, I don't, know, I don't know any of those songs. But I'm playing in my, in my car. In my car, you're gonna be like, we 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 in the nineties. <laughs> like I'm going back. It. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if in my car is like 1992, 1993. Um, we nine two thousand twenty two. When you're driving with me, okay, okay. Well, that's interesting. I got a follow up question for that on the on the music side. There, man. Favorite New York artist? Because I know you you New York to the to the core. I'm pretty sure you got your fresh wheat butters ready to go at any given <laughs> point in time, baby. Yeah, they too Favorite. heavy. They too heavy, bro. Honestly, I, when, <laughs> I wear, when I wear them to school, when I wear them to school, and I'm like walking around the hallways I have to take them off and put on <laughs> that's when you yeah. that's when you move over to the Yeezys got you okay. yeah right <laughs> yeah they too heavy but you know it's, it definitely got to be you know it's something from Biggie or something like that yeah. you know it's, it's got it's got to be you know to keep it New York y'all had some heavy hitters that came out of New York man and still do still y'all yeah. got some I know you say you don't listen to today's music, man, but one of my favorite artists right now, man, New York cat, Fabio Foreign. I I I mess heavy with Fabio, man. Yeah. Like I like I like I know like I know this song. Like I know it, but it's definitely to sing it word for word, I I can't. (laughs) It's a part of my workout rotation, right? So to your wife's point of knowing the trap music, that's when I I mean I I get down with the New York drill, man. (laughs) So it do something to me when I'm working out. I feel like I can make it through. I love that. All right, man. Last two questions, bro. Um, man, uh, first and foremost, 2022, right? We got six months left, essentially. Actually, seven, seven full months. Um, man, any any big goal you got um, that you want to get knocked out before the year is over? Wow. I mean, outside of getting that that um, outside of getting the euros, right? We're gonna. Get oh. that <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. Like. You know, I always tell people, you know, people always joke and say, I'm going to have a, a TV show. I don't know. But I mean, I'm, I'll be honest with you, and I didn't even go into that. It's just like when sitting in, sitting in, in, in the seats of, of Adelphi University, you know, I said, I really want to make an impact on black, on mental health for black people. And I said, I want okay. to do it in such a way that we bring more visibility to um, the field, bring more visibility mm-hmm. to black people going to therapy and that seeing that there are black male therapists out there 
So, I, so you know, I said that you know, I really want to be on TV and radio talking about mental health. And I've that. had the opportunity to do that. So, the, I mean, the only thing is, like, I would like my own radio show. I'm, uh, you know, if I wasn't a therapist, I would be a barber or um, a radio disc jockey. Okay. And I don't talk, and I don't really talk much, but, um, yeah, that's some other dreams of mine, whatever like that. So it would be... Um, and to have my own radio show surrounding mental health and playing, you know, playing some '90s music, um, yeah. in, in between. You know what I'm saying? I was, I, I, you know, what I'm saying I would love that. You know, I really would love that. One of the goals was a conference. I wanted to have a Black Men's Mental Health Conference with all Black male therapists on the stage. Had that in April. You know what I'm saying? So I feel, you know, so the things that and I, I, I made a post about that in 2018. I just made a post: Black men and mental health. And I just put it on Facebook and people was like, yo, what's that? The, the pandemic happened. I had a, you know, I had my daughter and it, nothing happened before his time and it came to pass. So bro, so I don't know, putting it out there, maybe a radio Look, show. So we'll see. I love it. Well, you kind of low key answered the last question too. Cause I was going to ask like what a life goal plan was, but it sounds like you got, it sounds like you got some stuff there. I can see the TV show and the radio, man. I can see it. We'll see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, look, Aaron, man, I appreciate you so much for your time. I know that our listeners are going to be able to take something heavy away from today, man. And I hope to have you back on soon, bro. You are a gift to us all. Like I said, man, thank you so much. Real quick, before we get off of here, can you let the people know where they can find you and follow you social media-wise, website, or whatever else you got for us? So you can catch me at the black underscore therapist on Instagram, uh, the black underscore therapist on Instagram, or you can um, catch me also at my um, my website for my nonprofit, Modified Wellness. Um, that is modifiedwellness.org. M-O-D-I-F-Y. There we go. Y'all heard it here first from my man, Aaron Muller, man, the black therapist, my man, all the way on the East Coast. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. Appreciate you, bro. Love you dearly. Got so much love for you, man, and so much respect. Thank you for always just, man, little, whether you know it or not, man, like those little moments where you reach out, you send a, a quick bit of encouragement. Man, you do, you do, you the true goat. And I just want to say thank <laughs> you once again, bro. Uh, thank you, my boy, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, look, fam, this has been another episode of the Between the Dream podcast. Looking forward to talking to you all on Friday. As always, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Peace.